Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Greetings, fans of the esoteric, and welcome to Madame Magenta and the Arcati Killer. Chapter Tell Me Lies, Tell Me Sweet Little Lies. Tell Me Lies, Tell Me Sweet Little Lies. By Fleetwood Mac. You have to sing it every time, don't you? Yes. All right, let's begin. Eldris does not call the next day. I wait impatiently for an update, but nothing. I do, however, receive two heavy-breathing phone calls. The breathing sounds different each time. Don't ask me how I can tell. Tombra, I suppose. But I suspect they're two entirely separate calls. Reinforcing this supposition is the fact that one of them shows caller withheld, and the other appears to be a foreign number. Feeling rather detective-y, I type it into Google and find out it originates in the Middle East. Fazir pops into my head, and I shiver. I never knew what became of him after I left him with an anti-terrorist team pointing their guns at his head. Part of me buried sufficiently deep so that I'm able to function is still waiting for repercussions from that incident. But I'm pretty sure it's not him. Security Sense, Bernard's firm, deal almost solely with the Middle East. It was probably a client call. Although why would a client be ringing my mobile? La la la, let's not think about it. The tension of the situation is further compounded by the fact that Bernard is working from home today because of a lunchtime dentist appointment around the corner. You don't seem very happy. Are you all right, Mags? He eventually asks around 4pm, having entered the living room with a cup of tea and some biscuits on a tray. I'm sat at the computer, pretending to update my website. Bernard, I say sternly, do you realise how much you asked me that? It's a lot. It's becoming intrusive. Bernard looks a little put out. You just seem a bit withdrawn, like you have something on your mind. I thought you might like to chat, maybe. You're not worrying about anything, are you? I shake my head and reach out to pat his hand in reassurance, my mind already sliding back to thoughts of whether Eldris has been back to Roger's house yet. I've also been wondering how much he hasn't told me about the case. Quite a lot, I imagine. I look at my phone again. Not even a text from the bugger. Infuriating! Maybe it's time I started doing my own investigation. Picking up a custard cream and turning back to the keyboard, I pull up a search engine and type, Hello Google, could you give me a list of psychics and mediums in the London area, please? And press enter. Various sites pop up. Some I recognise, many I do not. I scan the list, struggling to recall the names of the victims that Eldris revealed. But only a couple pop into my head. Still, that's a start. The sound of the living room door closing behind me rouses me from my internal deliberations. I look up. Bernard has mooched back into the kitchen where he's parked his laptop. Thank you for the tea, I shout, guilt prickling my armpits. Honestly, though, coming into the room just so he can interrogate me, making a special trip across the house to see what I'm up to, it's a bit much. Can't a woman wait for another man's call without being grilled by her husband? I mean, come on, for Pete's sake. Can't a lady just have a little space to breathe? Honestly, sometimes it's like the bloody walls are closing in on me! I stand up. I can't take it anymore. I'm going to tell him. Maybe not all of it, but certainly enough to relieve the pressure. 
Bernard is also eating a biscuit when I enter the kitchen. He doesn't see me for a moment, during which I get a glimpse of his hangdog, miserably masticating face. Bernard, I say portentously. He looks up, jaw ceasing its biscuit-grinding action, eyes widening. I have something to tell you. He carefully places the jammy dodger back on his saucer and swallows. Yes, dear? He husks, lip wobbling. I'm not cheating on you, if that's what you think. Sometimes it doesn't take psychic abilities to figure out what people are thinking. And to be frank, I don't actually have any psychic abilities anyway. Oh, oh, thank God! Bernard exclaims. He takes a deep breath and closes his eyes, moustache quivering. That is a relief. I did wonder if it might be something like that. Well, it's not, I say, sitting opposite him. So what is it? Hope dawns on his face. Are you pregnant? Christ, no! (laughs) I laugh. So awful is the thought. What a conclusion to jump to. Bernard clearly isn't brilliant at reading people, even people he shares an intimate life with. What possible preggers vibes was I giving off? Being grumpy and eating too much? In that case, I've had a 42-year gestation period. Did you want me to be? I ask, vaguely astonished at the thought. More than I wanted you to be cheating on me, Bernard says. Oh dear. I take one of his hands, stroking his keyboard callous digits. I'm sorry, Bernard. I've been acting oddly, haven't I? A bit. He looks down at our entwined fingers. You've always told me when something's been bothering you, but I know you're not happy. I can feel you're carrying around some kind of burden. I've had that sense for months. I put it down to that business with Fazir, but you've seemed even worse this past week. I've been waiting for you to say something. Hmm, maybe he's better at reading people than I thought. I pat his hand. Yes, you're right. I'm sorry. It's nothing to worry about, though. I look with affection into Bernard's familiar old face and he smiles back. We stay like that for a moment, enjoying the unspoken intimacy. I continue. Someone's been murdering psychics and mediums in London, that's all. A serial killer, chopping the tops off women's heads and removing their brains. Bernard's smile freezes. Oh? I didn't want to worry you, so I thought it was best if I dealt with it on my own. I fit the victim profile, you see. I've been in contact with with one of the policemen working the case. He came to see me about it. Anyway, earlier today, I decided I'd do a bit of my own investigation. Oh. Maybe we should put some extra locks on the doors as well, just to be on the safe side. Don't want you coming back from work to find me cracked open like a soft-boiled egg. <laughs> uh, kidding, that's not going to happen. Anyway... I'm going to take Dave out this evening to one of the victim's homes. He might be able to sniff out something that the police missed. Oh? Although I'm not sure where any of them lived, so I'm going on the internet to... Ahem. Yes, Bernard? He steeples his fingers and closes his eyes. Give me a moment. It's rather a lot to take in. Yes, I suppose it is. Sorry. I nick a bourbon from his plate and wait. God, I feel so much better now. Communication, eh? That's what it's all about. And you know, once you say these things out loud, you realise they're not as important as you'd feared. All that unhappiness and anxiety for nothing. Honestly, I say, through a mouthful of crumbs, it's nothing to worry about. No, of course. Agrees Bernard, taking off his glasses and giving them a little polish with the edge of his Hawaiian shirt. Just some psycho going around murdering women who fit your description. How many has he done so far? Five, I think. Five? Yes, certainly enough to establish a pattern. And this policeman fella, he's contacted you directly. Why is that then? Hmm, this is where it could get sticky. 
Bernard may have been aware these past months that I've been keeping something from him, but how comfortable is he going to be if I tell him about my regular meetings with Eldris? I'd have to explain about the dogs and the other crims, and ugh, I'd prefer to just stick to what's happening now. Anyway, I don't have to worry about it for long because Gaynor Tribble suddenly apparates right behind Bernard. She's so close, she's practically in him. Cooey, she says cheerily, grinning toothlessly. Oh, God. Bernard whispers, his eyes widening. For a second, I believe that Bernard must have heard her. But he hasn't. He's not capable. Something else has tipped him off. Why has the temperature dropped? Bernard stands up forcefully, the chair clattering back. Why has the temperature dropped? Derek? Is it Derek? Bernard looks around wildly, as if attempting to see my dead ex-husband. Is he all right? Gaynor asks, redundantly, floating round to the front of Bernard and peering at his aghast expression with detached curiosity. It's not Derek, dear, I soothe, waving Gaynor out of the way and pulling Bernard gently back into the chair. Calm down, love. Derek won't be coming back. But yes, it is a ghost. It's one of the murdered psychics, in fact. How's that for coincidence? What? I turn to Gaynor again. What are you doing here? Oh, God. Bernard moans, putting his head in his hands. It's happening again. It's happening again. I'm here to help. Lisps the ghost. Oh, she has a lisp. Oh, well, that's going to make her sound rather a lot like uh, like uh, old Elspeth. Yes, actually, don't do a lisp. I won't do a lisp. Oops, where are my manners? With that, Gaynor takes a spectral pair of gnashes out of a pocket. Oh, and shoves them in her gob, oh, complete well, that, with ghostly fluff. That's why she's lisping. That explains the lisp, yes. doesn't it? All right. She smiles, the fluff now hanging damply from a canine. That's better. So... You want to go to one of the victim's houses, but you don't know where they live or lived. How do you know that? I fold my arms and glare at the spirit. I've been listening. You've been listening, I repeat incredulously. Since when? I've been here since Eldris popped round, but I've been keeping a low profile so as not to disturb you. Gaynor twinkles at me. I've been dancing on the head of a pin. That's angels. Sitting in the eye of a needle, then. Camels. I thought they couldn't fit in the eye of a needle. No, that's rich men, isn't it? Or both? Gaynor thinks for a moment. But a rich man could pay someone to build a really big needle, and then he could sit in it if he wanted to. They don't just sit in them. They go through them. Why do they want to do that, then? What's she want? Bernard interrupts, staring wildly at the area in front of me. To him, it's an empty space. To me, it's five foot six of transparent old bat with a cloth chicken on her head. She's here to help, apparently. Bernard's eyes widen. No! Bernard bellows. You're going to disappear again, aren't you? Off on some mad quest. Not this time. Tell him you might be murdered if you don't. Gaynor chips in helpfully, which rather puts the willies up me. She raises her eyebrows. It happened to me. It could happen to you, too. I look hard at Gaynor. She smiles blithely back. Do you know something I don't, I demand, cold dread leaking into my bones. No. She trills innocently. But you can't be too careful, can you? Horrible things don't just happen to other people. I look out of the window and into the growing dusk, filtering out Bernard as he rants about Derek beside me. Am I really in danger? Surely I'm more likely to get hurt chasing a serial killer than sitting at home. What are the chances that the killer has me on his list, anyway? There's loads of psychics in London. Why would I be next? But how will I feel when another innocent is bumped off and I haven't used my esoteric resources to help? On the other hand, what the hell do I know about catching a killer? I'm putting my foot down, Bernard is saying, waving his arms around for emphasis. 
Bernard, I start, intending to tell him I won't do anything if he doesn't want me to. It really does make more sense to back away and let the police deal with it. I'd I'd probably make things worse. And really, now that I've shared some of my secrets with Bernard, I feel much more comfortable with the situation and capable of letting go. If you're determined to do this... Bernard continues. Then I'm coming with you. No, I won't take no for an answer. Bernard, I try again. No, I'm coming with you. He bellows, startling me. Magenta, I will not be left on the sidelines this time. I am your husband. We are a team. If you're getting yourself involved with a murder inquiry, then so am I. And with that, Bernard marches into the hallway. Come on! He shouts. I hear the sound of the front door being wrenched open. Let's get on with it. Bernard, I cry. I don't want to get involved anymore. But he can't hear me. Oh well, I think, surrendering to the path that I've seemingly been pushed down. I scoop Dave up and scurry after my hysterical husband. As I close the front door behind me, scrambling for the door keys in my pocket, confused dog under one arm, Bernard winds down the driver's seat window and leans out. And bring the bloody ghost with you. The end. Ooh, got to do some proper acting there, yes, Bernard. Yes, goodness me, that was that was me at my my most motivated. That was. Yes, wasn't you're it? most emotional. Yes, I, I'm I'm not, I'm not a particularly emotional creature, but sometimes you know. Things... Well, I think you feel things very deeply, Bernard. You just keep well, them, I do. Keep I them just, inside. I just you? keep them bottled up. Like... And then you know what happens? They explode out. In in moments such as this. Yes, exactly. Course, yes. But in a very protective way, which is good. Of course, yes. yes. Or in your music. Well, Bernard, yes. Bernard makes blinky, plonky, you I, know, uh, beepy, beepy music. I do. I've just invested in a Behringer Poly D, oh, which God. is in fact a, a direct clone of the Mini Mode, the original <sighs> Mini Mode Model D, except this time they've added a stereo Juno chorus and a sequencer and an arpeggiator, which wasn't in I'm the original Mini Mode. I'm, I'm, I'm going. All right. Uh, see you next week, everybody. <laughs> The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello, hello, I'm Malik. I'm Jamie. And this is World Gone Wrong, where we discuss the unprecedented times we're living through. Can your manager still schedule you for night shifts after that werewolf bit you? My ex-boyfriend was replaced by an alien body snatcher, but I think I like him better now. Who is this dude showing up in everyone's old pictures? My friend says the sewer alligators are reading maps now. When did the kudzu start making that humming sound? We are just your normal millennial roommates processing our feelings about a chaotic world in front of some microphones. World Gone Wrong, a new fiction podcast from Audacious Machine Creative, creators of Unwell, a Midwestern Gothic mystery. Learn more at audaciousmachinecreative.com. Find World Gone Wrong in all the regular places you find podcasts. I love you so much. <laughs> I mean, you could like up the energy a little you bit. You could like, up the energy. I actually don't take notes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You sounded great. So did you. <laughs>